0: This this, this show is brought
1: to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interesting Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hi there, it's Colin here and welcome to the Interesting Health and Safety podcast really simple introduction today. Uh, I've got Paul Clark from the um, HSC Global Series joining me, talking about his foundation. Hey, welcome to Paul. Paul, lovely, lovely to see you again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's been been, quite a bit happened since we were last on, mate. it's a little pandemic and things like that you know it's all that it's all been yeah. going off and it so yeah. yeah hopefully we're coming <laughs> out of it. there's a lot of shit going yeah. on about this pandemic at the moment isn't there so uh, you know it's just mental it just it, it just changes so quickly doesn't it and uh yeah but it, it seems like there is
0: light at the end of the tunnel let's just let's just hope it stays that way right
1: and you're starting to get back into real world with some of your um some of your um sessions yeah
0: yeah, we've got a UK North Congress in September, and then um, yeah, Europe uh, hopefully in Germany in in uh, December, and then back around again. Hopefully, we you know we'll know a hell of a lot more when we come out of the of the autumn. So uh, yeah, we're we're planning on you know getting back to normal as quickly
1: as possible. Really, Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, am um, you know the reason um the reason that I wanted to chat to you again was um. Was I saw a post that you put on LinkedIn uh, a couple of months ago. It was a few months back now, where you were just about to set off on the uh, three peaks, and you were doing um you were doing the, the three peak challenge for your for your foundation, and I wanted to just have a have a bit of a chat about how that day went or or that, those twenty four hours how that went because I think you do, it is in twenty four hours you have to do it, isn't it?
0: yeah so i mean my wife katie curses me because i don't read the t's and c's you know so uh when when it was all kind of first of all it's you know the intention was that both me all three of us katie elliot and myself would do it um and of course katie gave birth to our our latest daughter um who's seven months old now my that's gone quickly yeah. um and so you know we couldn't she couldn't go and Elliot was supposed to come and you know I, I, I talked him out of it he says but uh yeah so it ended up as me traveling uh all the way up to uh, Ben Nevis to to Scotland on the first day uh which I left I uh, set off about 3 a.m to get the train from uh Chesh- Chester at seven and then a long train ride an eight-hour train ride up to uh Fort William and then uh, got some sleep or a little bit of sleep because I was nervous about what I was letting myself into and then set off at, at the early hours, I think it was about 7am on, uh, on that first morning. So yeah, up Ben Nevis was, uh, you know, as always with me, I, sometimes my mind uh, over, um, over compensates for my body. So like in my head, I can really, Focus in on something is kind of one of my strengths, but also my weaknesses. So my body would like basically cancel itself out. It will do everything that my mind tells it to do. So, like I was bombing up this hill and thinking this is a piece of cake, and then as we got towards the top, the weather just turned and it was like snowing. It was literally like suddenly I was on on Everest. You know, it was that bad. and I didn't have appropriate gloves, so uh, my hands frozen up, like literally towards the peak, not far from the peak. And as I was in front of everybody, I slowly slipped behind and uh, managed to catch up. My hands sort of thawed out a little bit, and uh, yeah, we got we got to the top, and that was uh, that was the first one completed. And then you know what I didn't think about these. Big old mountains. Is, is if you go up one, you've got to come down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, it all caught me a bit by surprise. It's actually harder getting off a mountain than it is getting up one. Yeah, I don't know exactly. if you've ever done one. I've
1: I've never I've never climbed a mountain. Okay, but um um I used to live in in um in mid Wales, and so the Brecon Beacons was right on my doorstep. And um and so I used to do quite a bit of walking around there. And and going uphill is a lot easier than going downhill. No yeah. doubt about it
0: yeah well yeah getting off it was interesting but you know we got uh, a short break that's a short break probably about 3 or 4 hour break in the in the van as we moved then to the second one which was uh Scaf- scaffold pike Mike. scaffold yep. pike yorkshire so, yeah so yeah and that that was just it was terrible weather it was it was raining to start with but then the then it cleared and the views it was probably the favorite because uh you know i've really got into the rhythm of it and you know went up that one again the treacherous coming back down on these slippery steps because of the rain but it was also starting to get sunny so it was all a bit greasy Mm -hmm. but we got down that you know and then we went and headed off during the night to the last one which was snowden
1: snowden yeah yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: and snowden was just
1: uh you can get a train up that one can't you
0: yeah you can. Were you didn't. allowed to do that or not? No well you've got two routes you can go the pig, pig trail or you can go up where the train goes which to be honest is kind of it's actually a, a proper not pathway but it's a track yeah. all the way up Um, and but yeah I'm glad we did the pig trail because it was a lot more treacherous but it was just stunning it was so beautiful and yeah, we got to the top of that one. And again, the, the challenge of getting down, I slipped right behind on the way down. But it wasn't actually until halfway through the challenge that I realized it was a challenge of time. Um, And I was like, started to really kind of kick myself. I was like, I really want to hit this in, in the 24 hours and did it, completed it in 23, just under, yeah, it's over there somewhere, 23 hours, something. So I was actually under under time, which I was really impressed with.
1: How um I mean how is that tracked then? Is it you have to sort of press a, a go button when you when you set off and then it how does it work? Tractor the track, how does it track the time or is it just your honesty?
0: Oh, oh the uh, I was gonna say I don't remember any tractors, tractors. <laughs> although I only quite liked one by the time I'd done done two of them, that was for sure. Um so the, they had two guys that um, look after you that are in the van that you know bring you teas and coffees and they kind of own the business. And then they have a, a proper mountain climbing, um, uh, mountaineer that yep. uh, who takes you up. So the guys that are on the ground record your time from each, um, from there. And then of course the travel time, and they they pull it all into you, your total time at the end. So
1: fantastic! Glad you've done it though, yeah.
0: Yeah, I am. I, I I forget it. I forget i have done it. Um, funnily enough, we're having a conversation about the next one, but we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I am really glad I did it, and it was just for such a such a good cause that we've been, you know, we've been pushing the foundation back. We wanted to do it for the past three years since we started it, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got we've got you know cash cash boxes that we've we've you know generated money from at the events when they were physical and then of course hit by the pandemic it pushed everything back again and I just uh, you know I jumped at the opportunity when we were coming through and out of the last lockdown you know over Christmas I was just like right when we come out of this let's do something really really good for the foundation something that's going to really sort of build our spirits up a little bit and uh, kind of give back to people um uh which yeah is, is is why we did it and uh, i am very glad, glad we did it
1: so this is i mean uh, just for people that are listening then this is so this is this is called the hse global series foundation okay i'm just having a look the, the website is hefd.com that's uh um and people are able to uh people are able to donate on there so so what's the you know what what is the thought process behind it then what are you what are you trying to do with the foundation
0: yeah i mean the the kind of consensus of global series or the our reasoning bearing in mind you know me and Katie uh have got 20 years of events experience we picked health and safety I think we talked about this before Mm -hmm. where we really wanted to uh we wanted being deeply spiritual in my beliefs and kind of how we're all connected and you know wanting to I only keep what I have in my joy and happiness in life by giving back to others right And there's no better way than, I think, dedicating your life to a practice in which you can keep people safe and well. Um, And that was why, you know, we're events organisers. I'm not a safety practitioner. I'm not in health. I do a lot of mental well-being and, and, and mental health, but what we could do with our business model and what we we're trained in in events management is actually put on events that can really help people um, uh, you know indirectly keeping people safe and healthy and well and improving the environment. so that's our our kind of objective with Global series as an events business but um, what we were seeing and certainly from the stories and the sessions that we'd heard, you know, um uh if you you know do I'll, i won't name any names but we've got two or three keynote speakers from our events that have had serious injuries um that were struggling with their mental health um that had you know broken their backs broken you know that are paralyzed for life um and you know we got to learn about the trauma of that experience for them and how it grossly affected their families and their livelihoods, their financial stability, Uh, insurance premium payouts. You know, they can take, you know, one gentleman, it took four years, you know, after his life-altering incident to be able to get any funding or get his insurance payout, which, again, you can't put a price on on that disability, can you? But, you know, I won't talk about him and his story. You know, he's come out of it with a lot of love and a lot of transformation but that took a lot of time and also took a lot of pain and suffering because he didn't have the immediate support he didn't you know have people or or funds to be able to get financial support um so i think there was a missing link in fatalities and incidents happen right what is the immediate support we're giving to these people and no organizations do what they can but what can we do in terms of the community of global series and hse network to kind of give something back to when and if these incidents happen and occur unfortunately can we create a fund from which people if they need financial gain or any financial support we can help them whether that be for mental health whether that be for, you know, sort of paying bills, covering mortgage payments, you know, anything really. The the kind of this is a blank canvas. So that fund is there so that people can basically apply um, and that money can be used for anything specifically that they need for kind of recovery from life altering, life changing incidents or fatalities that happen as a result of workplace um, situations. So, um, you know, that that was the, that's well, that's the objective with the foundation is it's there as a as kind of a financial hub, long-term for people if they need it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just a nice thing to do, you know, it, we although we create and indirectly with our events we create these environments where people can learn and gain insights onto what they can do to reduce incidence and break through the plateau and ehs improvement but actually when they have we forget about when they do happen because they do you know what can we do there you know we forget or do we just kind of you know just forget about it you know mm-hmm. so i think there's a gap there and uh certainly with the foundation we're trying to fill it but it, it's a slow burner you know it's a slow burner I mean, we we haven't all got change r- lying around unfortunately uh and we're in the middle of a pandemic where people are losing their jobs and you know budgets are being slashed and cut so you know it has been difficult but bless you know we raised 1700 pounds from the uh from the from the uh three peaks challenge that i did yeah um and if we can continue to do that a couple of times a year you know slowly we can move into the sort of tens of thousands and hopefully be able to get enough of a pot that that that, that money can be accessible to to those that need it
1: yeah and that's i mean that's a it's a wonderful thing you're doing paul and uh, you know being able to yeah you know, i mean you know there's there's lots of people who probably say oh you know sh- should it be for something like a foundation to do that but 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 it has, something has to fill the gap if there's some, if there's a gap there, doesn't it? You know, and regardless of whether you should have to do it or not, the fact you are doing it is is just a it's just a brilliant thing, mate. And that, you I know, really really you know, hey mate, really proud of, of what you're doing, like, trying to do here. I've had a look on the website and I can see yes, sitting sitting at the seventeen hundred pound mark. You're looking for ambassadors. You know, one of the things you know, sign up to become an ambassador. What's what's that role? What what are you looking for with, with those sort of people then? And I see some of the people you've got, you've got some lovely people on there, you know, Jason Anker and Steph Cam and Bruce Durham and uh, Durham and Teresa Swinton, you know, lovely, uh, you know, amazing, amazing people. You know, I've, I've had a couple of them on the, on the podcast, but what are you, what are you hoping the ambassadors do?
0: Yeah. I mean, again, it's kind of the, it's the long term. It's difficult because so many large corporates probably have their own charities that they support and things like that. But I guess the difference between Global Series and, and um, events organisers, we're a community. Uh, you know, EHS is like a, a big family. You know, um, we're all in it together. We're not. We're, we're all trying to support one another. As long as our end goal is to save lives and reduce incidents and improve the environment and you know improve people's wellbeing, we're all kind of pulling in the same direction. Um, I guess with the ambassadors is trying to get people to support the charity and kind of spin off and do their own fundraising. That's the, that was the idea is that we can all kind of put our names to things. And these guys on there have been hugely successful Uh, sorry hugely yeah they have been very successful in what they do but actually been very supportive of me they've always donated but I guess um, what we're looking for in the future is you know why can't we have you know 200 people raising money for this charity you know Mm -hmm. doing their own Ben Nevis climbs you know doing their own fundraising activities you know and all going into one central pot that everybody has access to you know at the end of the day like you said with the charity, it's there if it's needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Rather than if it was needed and it wasn't there, that would be uh, that I, I wouldn't be able to sleep, you know. I, I that's what would keep me up at night. So yeah, I guess the point of the ambassador is to champion the 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 the, the fund uh, to help raise money, to help you know make some noise around it, to promote it, and yeah, just kind of be an ambassador for the foundation and do what they can to 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 raise money. Um, to fill the fill the pot
1: mm, brilliant brilliant well what we'll do is we'll we will put um you know we'll make sure that the link goes on to to all the information with the with the podcast when it goes out um you know and hopefully it'll, you know it will just you'll just start to raise you know raise the awareness a little bit more how long has it been going now how long has it how long has the foundation been running
0: i mean it's been going for about three years but like i say it we were sort of Drips and drips and drabs of funding coming in from the events. You know, we put Mm -hmm. we put uh, five percent of our profit into it every year. You know, if we make profit, Um, but you know, we've done okay, so we've been able to put some money in ourselves. Uh, Again, that's a nice thing to do. Is you know, it's we were never about lining pockets in our business. We're all about the objective, which is the 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 reduce incidents, save lives, and improve the environment. So you know, why not put something? I'm very much you know, I only keep what I have by giving it away. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's a big rule of mine is that, you know, that's why I try to help as many people as I possibly can um, without steering them off their own journey. And yeah, so the, the event, the events gave us a trickle of funding, but now we're at a point. Now we're going to do some annual, we're definitely going to do one annual fundraiser. The next one we're looking at is uh, um Oh, I'm having these mental f- brain farts at the moment.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if it's age. Well, let me put let, Kiliman- you're doing Kilimanjaro, is that right? That's the one. Is it? That's the one. <laughs> really? That's the one we're looking at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, so me are. and Elliot are looking to do Kilimanjaro. The oh, good okay. thing about that one is that you it's all about how far you can go yeah. and there's no time limit. Right. So it's, you know, to, to get to it, to get to the top is, is pretty, uh, you know, you probably need to know what you're doing not like little old me but the point of that is to 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 try and try and push ourselves to our absolute limit mm. as far as we can go um and uh, you know really sort of make a big deal of that one so we're planning that for next year
1: yeah no that's i've i've I've, I've seen some um, documentaries about people that do uh that have done some Kilimanjaro and um and, and that when you get to that sort of height you know you're starting to uh oxygen starvation and all that kind of stuff starts to kick in doesn't it so you know so you have to be really carefully are you have you got a different way that you're going to approach that one with respect to sort of you know getting fit for it you know because I I, my gut feeling and I might be wrong here but you probably went into the three peaks a little bit unprepared is that is that fair to say (laughs) yeah yeah
0: I mean I I'd I'd, I'd be lying to you Colin if I said I was going to train for (laughs) <laughs> I said I trained for the three peaks and shown yeah. up without any training at all yeah. but you know I'm, I'm a reasonably fit character you know I still play rugby pretty much all the time and you know yeah. train all the time but it's climbing a mountain is a completely different type of physical endurance that mm. you've ever done it's uh it's different it's muscles that you never knew you had mm. uh, and it's a mental toughness that really can make or break you and uh, but I like that like I say I'm a mental I like to challenge my my uh, mental strength uh, without breaking myself too much but you know I think if we were to do that I, I've got a pal actually who did it for his dad uh, who died of cancer so he did a cancer um, uh, a cancer um, um, uh, I can't remember which charity but it was a fundraiser for for a charity that was really close to his dad's heart that really helped his dad and he did yeah he said the big challenge was the altitude that was yeah. the big challenge is the breathing and you know kind of all that and he trained for that so yeah I'll say yes I will train for it I mean I'd be silly <laughs> not to because that will be a bigger challenge I think
1: no nah, brilliant but, and with that one then because cuz again I, I might be wrong here but is the is the three peaks more of a you know a, a really extreme trek yeah, Kilimanjaro is probably actually some proper climbing or or is there proper climbing in the Three Peaks as well? Because, you know, I've not done it. I mean. No, so, I
0: mean, I, I, I can only talk about what I've heard about Kilimanjaro from my friend and what I've read about is that it's, uh, there's still a path, but it can right. be, the, the paths can be a little bit treacherous. So, you know, and you're with, you know, you're with, um, I mean, you have Sherpas and things like that. You know mm-hmm. uh, when you do Kilimanjaro, which is you, apparently they're amazing. You see them flying up these mountains. You know yeah. they're just untouched. They're just mm-hmm. used to it, which you know is incredible to to see. And quite lucky that you've got somebody that know what they're doing. I'd like to think so as well. But
1: mm-hmm. with
0: the, I wouldn't know. They, they, I mean, they have designated uh, climbing routes on the mountains that we yeah. we, we yeah. did with Three Peaks. But they are they are you know very much. Uh, it's still climbing in some instances. It's not like scrambling where you know you're scrambling up a rock mountain face, but it's it's still it's still very very challenging. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people. You know, we had two people on the one that I did. There was four of us. Um, you know, only two of us completed it. You know, yeah. the other two didn't complete the final mountain. They were actually advised not to go up because they were struggling. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not for the faint hearted, mm. um, only because it was done in such a time frame. Yeah. You know, you were forced by the, by the chat taking you up um, to make sure you uh, kept a, uh, I think it was something like, he said like a, 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 a three hour pace. So that yes. he, he goes at a pace and you need to keep up with him if you want yeah. to break the time so yeah it's uh no it's 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 it i think the the, the comparison will be very very different but kind of the same it's if that makes sense
1: no oh, brilliant man hey look i mean it sounds it sounds absolutely amazing you know and what you've already done is absolutely amazing and i i really wish you all the best uh, all the best on that uh on that next trek and we'll uh we will definitely get you back on to to tell us about <laughs> about how that one's gone. Um, but what have you got? Um, you know, what what events have you got coming up then? Um, that you uh the that you'd like to sort of tell people about. You know, what is uh, uh what is, what you is you on think... the horizon?
0: No, absolutely. So we just put the calendar together for next year, and like I say, our our goal is to you know I, I don't think people realize how how oh. devastated the events industry has been.
1: The events industry. I mean, it's been absolutely absolutely torn apart, mate. isn't it?
0: It is yeah. That's so. I spoke to a couple of clients today, new new business customers, new sponsor partners that want to work with us. um, You know that have just basically come back to me and said, you know, our biggest challenge is that events have just nobody apart from Global Series really went virtual. Mm. Uh, We had to go virtual because we're a small family-run business. We had to survive, but most importantly, actually, it was about. You know, a lot of the events we did, we did without sponsorship and for free mm-hmm. because we have a duty of care to ensure or if we're going if to if our motto is to is to reduce this to save life. Safety doesn't sleep because mm-hmm. safety and health never realized there was a pandemic. People were still dying and getting injured. The construction industry didn't even stop. So, right. you know, where people need these educational forums, where they need to connect with people, you know that unfortunately and i'm not resenting any other events companies for this because i understand how difficult it was but unfortunately for the industry it just went flat on its face Mm -hmm. so our virtual events continued um and, and well we launched virtual as a new business it was a brand new business i mean we we just finished our, our australia event which was a huge success mm-hmm. uh people were really excited about us coming down to adelaide next august to to run a physical all going well you know we're going into this year like um you know really confident that physical events and physical no matter what people say i've done 20 virtual events in the past year and it has been good and there is opportunity for virtual but it will never replace physical Mm. i've got clients and customers that are desperate to get back into physical events They're such an incredibly incremental part of their business that they are so they've been so missed and people are really excited to get back to that so we're going back into physicals as quickly as possible and our plan next year is to deliver All but one or two events physically, obviously dependent on the current situation. we got UK North in Leeds, Alton Hall in September. We have a virtual event with MENA because of the travel challenges in and out of Abu Dhabi and Dubai. So we are doing October is MENA. Europe in December in Germany, which is physical, Um, will be a smaller event, but it will be an event. Uh, Then we have uh, our first of a convention, which is actually product free. So there's no sponsors there's no vendors. There's no meetings. It's purely ticket only. And it's all around debate sessions, uh, interactive group sessions, whiteboarding, lots of re- basically kind of just giving people free reign to talk and, and discuss. And that is in March at Council of Water Park. Then uh, North America in Houston, Texas, in May. Uh, July, we're doing the usual UK Congress. Uh, September is Europe again. And then, uh, oh, sorry, I missed a physical Australia in August. Yeah. Then we're doing a South America virtual event end of the year, uh, and Europe, and of course, Amina again towards the end of the year next year. So we're we're ready to go. We're ready to go. All guns blazing with global series physical and virtual hybrids uh, for 2022. It's going to be great.
1: Sounds absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I really wish you all the best that the are it for. You know, Thanks, yeah. Colin. Day, thanks a lot for coming on mate really appreciate it
0: no worries mate no it's been a pleasure and uh you know keep doing what you're doing your stuff is uh uh you know i i know for, for you know for a fact because you've got a lot of clients that have done the podcast and and what you're doing is incredibly powerful and very humbling mate so just keep doing what you're doing it's great
1: oh thanks a lot buddy no i really appreciate it it's the, Hey, and it's great fun and I think from, yeah. from the way that you were talking there, I think you're having a lot of fun and all, and that's what it's all about, mate, is it? <laughs> I am,
0: I am. It, doesn't, it comes to these challenges, but yeah. you know what? Like, I, I, I turned 37 last weekend, and uh, I know 37 might not seem... Uh, people say, oh, you're still young. But do you know what? Like, every single day that goes past now that I'm in my late 30s, I'm just savouring every opportunity and every experience. It's just, it's such a gift. Like, uh, you know, I'm so lucky to have the things that I have and the businesses and the, and the job that I do where I can help people and help others. And, you know, I just, I just, I'm really enjoying living day by day each day at a time and making the most of every opportunity that I get. So thank you.
1: Oh, brilliant, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful, buddy. Pleasure. See you soon. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, and giving us a bit of insight into what you're doing in the foundation. It was it was great to, uh, to hear about your trials and tribulations on the Three Peaks, uh, and it, it was really funny when you sort of said, all, all of a sudden I realised I was up against the time, and I had to get it done within a certain time." It's oh, just so it's so funny that, but uh, you know, you did it, and absolutely wonderful effort. And um, you know, I just I just took a stub when I say Kilimanjaro, and you know, to know that you're now doing that is. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal, mate, and you know, I really, really wish you all the best with that, uh, with that trip. Um, you know, for people, you know, please check out um, hsefd.com, and that's the HSE Global Series Foundation page. You've got a chance on that to uh, to actually, um, you know, donate. So you can donate there. You can also, you know, sign up to become an ambassador, and you can see some of the people that are that are already in that that role. Um, you know, you'll be amongst some amazing, amazing company. So, um, you know. Um, please check it out you know please support it where you can and let's, uh, let's help uh, you know help people who are less fortunate than ourselves you know get through uh, get through some really really difficult parts of their lives hey thank you very much Switches in. bye bye thanks for listening to the interesting health and safety podcast you can follow and engage on facebook and linkedin by searching the interesting health and safety community or go to www.influentialmg.com and remember No parts of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Colin Nottage.